The Zamzo's Garden Show is sponsored by Zamzo's. The views, opinions, and advice offered by the show's hosts do not necessarily reflect those of KBOI or its parent company, Cumulus Media. KBOI makes no representations as to the accuracy of the information expressed and shall not be responsible or liable for any claims arising out of the use of or reliance upon any such information. What kind of seeds are you sowing? Why is it so green where you're from? It must be Zamzo's growing in your yard, garden, or barn. You've done it right, you see. The Nobody Knows Like Zamzo's Garden Show on News Talk KBOI. To be a part of the show, call now, 1-800-529-KBOI or 336-3700. It's the Nobody Knows Like Zamzo's Garden Show on the Big 670 KBOI. How's it going, everybody? This is the Zamzo's Garden Show, and I am your host, Nolan Guthrie. I am live in studio today, and I am so excited to be here. And uh, hopefully I'll get a chance to talk to some of you folks. Uh, I've got a couple of uh, different things uh, on the uh, the old agenda. But uh, as always, if you've got something that you'd like to talk about, some questions that you have, or even if you just want to like share what happened in your garden this year, anything that was really awesome or you know, you're know you not too sure about, whatever it is, just give a, give us a call. I'd love to talk to you. We had some great calls last week, and uh, I'd always uh, always appreciate uh, phone calls uh just because it's just it's funner to talk to you folks. So please give me a call, 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. Uh, next week is Thanksgiving. Just in case you didn't know, uh, it is Thanksgiving next weekend, so I will be off the air for that weekend and the weekend after as I do uh, plan in a little camping trip out in the, out in the woods will be fun. Hopefully there'll be some snow. I know that's a weird thing to ask for, but uh, it just br- raises the excitement level when there's some snow out there and you got to survive. Uh, so I'll be off for the next few weeks, but uh, today I'd love to get a chance to talk to you. So go ahead and give us a call when you can. Uh, a couple of things to just kind of remind you of uh, coming up here at the Zamzos. Christmas trees are going to be showing up this next week. Uh, they are scheduled to show up, I think, on probably Tuesday or Wednesday. I can't remember for sure, but they will be all to the stores, uh, hopefully, as long as the trucks can make it over the, the mountains. They will be uh, heading our way here very soon, and they'll be getting unloaded and sent out to all the stores. So if you're uh, one of the... Uh, if you're one of the people that likes to get your Christmas tree really early, they will be available for you at a Zamzo's near you by Friday uh, next week, the day after Thanksgiving. And uh, that's always a fun time. So getting a chance to check out the trees. We've got kind of the same, been kind of getting the same trees over the last few years because they're very good trees. We've got the Noble Fir, uh, which is a great classic Christmas tree, has a great, uh, that classic Christmas uh, tree smell to it. It's, they smell just fantastic. Um, like just that alone is enough to bring up uh, nostalgia. And uh, the Nordman, the Nordman fir is another really good one, um, especially if you really dislike cleaning up needles because the Nordman fir holds onto its needles like nobody's business. It is uh, very easy to clean up. 
uh, because you don't have to clean anything up. So that's really nice. Those will be in uh, in the stores here next week, so keep an eye out for that. Uh, we will be closed on Thanksgiving, but all the other hours for next week are the same. So we're still open from uh, 10 to 6 uh, uh, up through uh, Wednesday and then 10 to 6 again on Friday. So no changes there. Just close on uh, Thanksgiving on Thursday. So. Uh, let's see what else we got going on. We got, uh, we have a holiday fundraiser. We'll be starting, uh, this next Friday as well on that day after Thanksgiving. Um, last year we did a little bit of a different, uh, fundraiser than we had in, uh, we raised, I think it was something like $23,000 you folks gave, uh, to the local shelters. And it's just a, it was just a mind blowing amount of money that you all shared, um, with our shelters because they really needed it. They had a hard time last year and in, in, in the, you know, the fundraisers that they do typically that they rely on to keep the doors open, uh, didn't, haven't always done as great, but they always can use more. And especially what's really great about this one is that we're really, we're trying to spread it out a little bit and share some of that money with some of the other shelters in the area. So we're also, in addition to giving money to the Idaho Humane Society, we're also raising money for, uh, Pet Haven in Nampa, which is a cat-only shelter, and uh, they uh, really can use the money. Last year, you all gave so much, they were able to put a new roof on their building, which was sorely needed. They really needed that help, and uh, any of that help you can give this year will be great. And the other uh, shelter we're giving some of that money to is uh, Pet Adoption League out in Emmett, which is a small shelter and they do some great work out there and also the humane Idaho humane society so lots of great folks that are doing really good work and uh, and they need your help so that will be kicking off next friday and uh, what we're doing this year is if you give uh, a minimum two dollar donation you'll get a little stocking and with that stocking you can fill it up with treats and toys for your dogs and your cat and uh, or cats i guess if you have multiples um, but you can uh, fill it up with some treats and toys for them. You get 20% off anything you can fit inside the stocking. So really great fundraiser uh, for those shelters. And uh, this year, when you, you give a little bit, you're going to save some too. So keep an eye out on that. If you have, uh, that'll be going through uh, December 24th, which is uh, you know, through the whole holiday season there. And then the last thing we have kind of going on, uh, this year, before the end of the year, will be a, an event at uh, a couple of our stores, which will be the Nampa on the Boulevard store, the Overland location, Federal Way, State Street, and Eagle. Those locations will be doing a free event for kids uh, well, where they'll get to the chance to tour uh, the Zamzu, as we call them, the areas where all of our pets are. And they'll get to tour the the Zam Zoo. They'll get to feed some animals. They'll get to maybe uh, pet some animals and learn about how to care for them. So it's a really fun uh, way to learn if you have uh, you know in mind uh, you know you want to get a pet for the holiday season. It's a great way to kind of get some learning before you pick that pet up for for Christmas or whatever you end up doing, or just any time really. You know, it's a, it's just a good idea to you know if you want to get those pets, you want to know how to take care of them, and uh, that'll be a great way to get all that going. So that's what's going on in the world of Zamzos, uh, and if you want to be a part of the show, I would love to talk to you. 
Uh, we've got uh, I've got a couple of different things to talk about, but like I said, as always, I, I really appreciate getting the chance to talk to you folks. And uh, it's getting cold. It's getting real cold. I could use a little bit more snow. I think if we had some snow, I know some my kids hate it when I say that. When I say, "Oh man, it's snowing. It's so great," my kids get upset because they don't like the snow, and I don't understand what it is. I think I grew up in the rain over in Portland, and uh, I just always wanted it to be snow. So. Hopefully that'll show up. It's supposed to snow next week, I believe. But um, Where was I going with that? Oh, yeah, if you'd like to be a part of the show, give me a call. 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. So as I mentioned, as we all know, it is getting very cold. And you might be wondering what kind of things, is there anything that um, you can still do out in the garden? And there are some things you can still do in the lawn and garden, especially if you haven't done it yet because there's, you know, we kind of get to this point of the year and we're like, man, it's cold. I don't want to go outside. But there's a couple of things that we can still do to kind of finish off the year, just get everything uh, put away and tucked up and cleaned up. And and one of those things that I want to just kind of remind you of, uh, just kind of as we get close to the end of the year, we're just about out of time where I would say you probably wouldn't want to do any kind of fertilizing, but you can still absolutely put down your Zamzo's recharger. Uh, recharger is a really important application for your lawn, especially here in Idaho. And recharger has so many, uh, what we call micronutrients. These are the things that your lawns doesn't need a lot of. Uh, but having not having them can be very detrimental to the lawn's overall health throughout the year. And it's really important to get the recharger on because it takes such a long time to get down into the soil and get to a place where you can the grass can use it. So it's really a timing issue. You want to get that lawn that recharger down now so that it's ready for the spring. It doesn't feed very much, and you can still do that. Uh, really, at any time now, I mean, this would be a great weekend to do it. We're going to get to a point here where probably not going to really want to do it but we still have some time to do that so think about that if you, you want to get out there and do something uh recharger is certainly something that you can take care of right now so all right we got a we're going to go to a break we do have a phone call from mike so mike stay on the line we will get to you as soon as we get back here in the zamzo's garden show if you want to be a part of the show give us a call 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-kboi the Zamzo's Garden Show will be back right here on News Talk KBOI. Hi, this is Callie Zamzo, and now that daylight savings time has arrived and it's getting dark early, your dog and cat are spending more time indoors. So why not make their time inside better with a new toy or two from Zamzo's to help keep them occupied? Zamzo's has Idaho's largest selection of pet supplies, including toys and treats, and treat toys that keep pets occupied for hours. If you have an outdoor pet, a warm, dry place for them to get out of the elements is essential, along with a comfortable bed they can call their own. Zamzo's has a great selection, including heated beds that provide warmth, and heated water bowls that provide essential water that's not frozen or too cold to drink. And during the colder months, it's important you provide enough high-quality calories to fuel your pet's internal furnace, which provides the body heat they need to stay warm. But even if you don't feed a Grandma Z's or Zamzo's brand pet food, please feed a premium pet food that's dense in nutrients. Working together, we can keep the winter of 2022 and 2023 warm and comfortable for people and pets alike. Nate Shellman, live, weekday afternoons from 3 to 7 on News Talk KBOI. All right, we are back for part two of the Zamzo's Garden Show. I'm your host, Nolan Guthrie. We are live in studio today. So if you want to be a part of the show, if you've got some questions or 
you know, something you're uh, interested in, or even if it's just something fun, like something that really was great in your garden and you figured something out and something worked really well, I'd love to hear about those sorts of things. So please give me a call, 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. We do have a phone call from Mike in Nampa who's been waiting patiently. Mike, how's it going? How can we help you today? I got a pruning problem. Okay. I got a couple of... Uh, Apricot tree and an apple tree. They really need some pruning down pretty heavy. Yeah. Can I start them now? Yeah. So actually, this was one of the things I was going to talk about. So this is a, it's a great timing. Um, pruning in the in the, this time of year is you can certainly do it, and you certainly want to do some pruning now, especially on some of those fruit trees. You what you don't want to do is too much pruning. So typically for like your um, you like uh, like just your uh, landscape plants that don't produce any f- sort of fruit. Uh, for some reason, I have a word for that, but I'm I'm totally blanking on it right now. But for general trees and shrubs, you just you want to do kind of like what the, we would call a convenience pruning, where you're just going to take out a small amount of it. You know, somewhere around like ten percent. You're going to remove things that might be dipping down, getting into like your face as you walk through, or um, you know, things that just make things easier for you. Now, when it comes to your fruit trees, you can still do the same thing. Um, but you're going to do, uh, you're going to focus on a couple of different things. One of the main things I would focus on right now for your fruit trees is making sure that you've got all the fruit off of any of the limbs because any of the fruit that's left on the limbs can weigh those limbs down and you don't want the limbs to be bending, uh, during the winter because then they're going to form that way and they're going to end up staying in that direction, growing in that downward direction. So you want to make sure the, the fruit's off. Anything that, again, is growing down, anything that's growing crossing. So you really just kind of remember your general rules. So those are the plants. If they've got a branch that is growing straight down or branches that are crossing each other or anything that's damaged, uh, you can take any of that out basically at any time. You don't want to do what you would do like for your normal pruning on something like that. You don't want to do a lot of your heavy pruning until the, the, the spring. Uh, doing too much right now, you, you kind of open up the risk of having like a deep freeze get into the branch it can kill the and it can kill more than you you know what normally would happen so it's got to have plenty of time to heal so i would stick to like those normal things that that convenience pruning those things that are your your general rules but you're not going to get into like a lot of your heavy heavy stuff you want to save that for for the spring it's going to be a lot healthier for the tree to do it then okay i sure appreciate you thank you you bet. Appreciate the call, Mike. Uh, uh, thanks for that one. Uh, and uh, that was something I was going to talk about anyway. So what do you know? All right, we got another phone call from uh, Christian in Weezer. Christian, how's it going? How can we help you today? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing awesome. So I have, um, I do heirloom seeds. Um, so I basically, you know, keep growing the same plants. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as as you do that, uh, it doesn't matter where you got the seed. The plant eventually acclimates more and more to the area and the environment and does better every year. Yeah. So there's something I've actually contacted the University of Idaho, um, but the guy that was there was new. They were getting it back to me, but he seemed interested because I have developed for years now the same strain of tomato um, that just continues to become an amazing monster. Mm-hmm. And 
this spring, uh, it literally, it looked like grass. I had so many seedlings starting. But wow. It must have been 800. Yeah. And here's the thing. It is very cold resistant. Cool. It grows, I mean, it'll, it'll grow 10, 12 foot long, 6 foot wide, one yeah. plant. Yeah. It will take over your garden. It will uh-huh. throw off a thousand tomatoes. Yeah. Now, so with this spring, I didn't want to kill those sprouts. So what I did was I just got a shovel full, like plump, and I went out in my backfield, and there's this hill, little tiny hill, about three foot high, and I just dumped dumped the load on top there. I'm like, we'll water those, you know, and then if they grow, they grow. Yeah. Forgot about it. Uh-huh. Went out. uh at the uh, end of September here with my wife, and this is four months later. Yeah. The plant was growing, not only growing, but producing quite a few tomatoes. Yeah, that's awesome. Zero water. Yeah. I, I don't think that's even possible. I mean, it rained, what, <laughs> this summer? Well, yeah, no, it so is. Somehow. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty awesome. Actually, what's what's really interesting about that is is actually just the testament to plants' ability to do things without us. And I think that's something that we tend to forget a lot of times with, with you know when we garden, you know, especially when you've got some of these heirloom seeds. And what you're doing is you know you're you're you know re- reproducing it year after year. And like you said, it's getting used to. Uh, the climate, it's starting to acclimate and the, the, the genetics are passing on from year to year. And that's really awesome. And, and, and tomatoes and, and really just lots of plants can do so much without us. Um, we, t- we tend to kind of baby them, uh, in a way, you know, we can actually be right. quite a bit harder on them. Um, but actually, you know, what, what comes to mind here is I, have you ever heard of the, um, Snake River Valley, the Snake River Seed Co-op? No. So the Snake River Co-op, uh, Seed Co-op, is a group that we've worked with for many years, and they um, are local farmers and growers that do just basically what you're doing. And they grow um, you know, heirloom varieties. They grow varieties here, and they are collecting the seed and, and going year after year after year. And then they're um, working with the Snake River Co-op to um, – to sell them, to sell those seeds. So I don't know what all goes into it, but I would really recommend you check them out. They've got a website, the Snake River Seed Co-op, um, and they've got a lot of really good people that are doing just what you're doing. Um, but that might, that might be a great resource for you to talk to. Um, because if, you know, if that's a, if, if you've got a variety of tomato that's doing that well, and uh, is starting to you know really acclimate to the Treasure Valley. I, I think they're the they would be a great some great folks to talk to. As long as they name it after me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know how all that works. Um, but uh, but you know, yeah, you never know. You might have the uh, the Christian and Weezer variety tomato. Uh, yeah, I just, yeah, I want to share it. That's the thing. And, yeah. and I mean, it's like you know, maybe you could feed the people in the. You know, these countries where there's drought all the time. I mean, yeah. it, it can grow in the Sahara. Yeah, you never fact, know. You know, tomatoes like water. Yeah. Well, yeah, they do. And then, water. you know, if 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 they can get by yeah. with less and less, that's uh, that's an important thing for us to hold on to. So, yeah, I would really I would really encourage you to to reach out to those folks. Um, I'm pretty sure their website has a contact page. Um, it's been a while since I've talked to uh, them, but it, it they they 
they are they're pretty awesome. They're doing really cool stuff, and we've been selling their seeds for uh, gosh, probably ten years now. Um, and they've and they, Snake River Snake River Seed Co op. Seed Co op. Okay. Yeah. Really great organization doing really awesome work, and I'm sure they would be really, they would love to hear about it. So, thanks for that call, Christian. I appreciate that. Um, let's see, we're, we're okay. Let's go ahead and go to Lucy, also in Weezer. Lucy, how's it going? How can I help you today? Well, very good. Um, I first want to tell you how much I've enjoyed your program through Aww. the years. I've listened off and on a lot, but well, I've never you. heard this addressed. Maybe you have, and I wasn't listening. Uh-huh. I have, I have some uh, very tall English walnut trees. Okay. And um, the problem I'm having, uh, they used to come down, you know, with the husk off. Yeah. And the last few years, the husks are black. It doesn't affect the walnuts, but it makes them miserable to, yeah. um, you know, take care of. And I know there's a little worm that can get in between that husk and the nut. It doesn't seem to bother the nut. What can I do to prevent that? Yeah. So, yeah, I, what you, what I'm pretty sure you have going on is is that that worm is called the uh, the walnut husk fly. Um, okay. And it uh, it lays its eggs. the 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 larva gets into the husk. Um, now, part of their life cycle is they actually drop out of the husk and on into the ground, and they spend some time in the ground. So, um, years ago, I had looked into this. So, yeah, actually, I have brought it up, Lucy, but it has probably been about fifteen years. <laughs> Well, I probably I, I probably didn't listen that long. I, said, I, think, I probably didn't hear it. That when I, yeah, when I think I looked into this, I think uh, Mary was still hosting the show. It was one of the early shows okay. that I I, uh, I came in on uh, and was uh, co-hosting with her. Um, okay. But at the time, what we looked into was um, a product that we sell for uh, lawns. It's actually um, what we call our um, our grub control. And the grub control um, is a granular product that you apply to the lawn. Now, the difference with this is you have to time it properly. So typically we put that grub control on the lawn, you know, early, like March, uh, April. around. March. That's the first time when that's when we do it for the lawn. Now, what you need to do for the husk fly is you need to apply it more like in June or July. Uh, because and that's yeah, that's when um, it now I, I might I probably need to do a go back and double check this. Um, and do you put it around the base of the tree and the dirt? Yeah, you would you would apply it to basically wherever the um, the drip zone of the tree is. So underneath the entire place there. And it's a very small amount of chemical. It's not going to affect the seed or anything or the, the walnuts. Uh, but it will protect the as those those larvas fall to the ground, they're gonna ingest it and they'll die there. Um, so that's so, so you're talking about the the expanse of the tree, like where the limbs come out, which is on my lawn. Yeah, yeah. So you would the drip zone. The drip zone is gonna be the area underneath the tree from the trunk all the way out to the tips of the branches. So that's the drip zone area. So basically, think of anywhere that the walnuts could fall. Uh, okay. that's where you okay. would want to apply it. Now, there were right. some other <clears throat> methods if you didn't want to do a chemical. There are some other methods, but it usually involves, like, you know, putting down plastic and tarps and things so that 
you know they I, the, I don't yeah it, it 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 if it's especially if you've got lawn and other plants there it's not very you know typically you don't have a lot of stuff growing underneath the walnut just because they don't they don't like to let so things grow around them but is this something you spray on you don't have to dig and put it in the dirt do you you don't have to dig anything but it is granular so you would apply it with like um like a spreader like a just a push behind, push spreader okay, like you do your lawn yep. fertilizer uh-huh Yep. Okay, and and where and you have it? I don't know where do you get it from you. Yep, yep, you can get it from us. It's called Duration Grub Control. The name may change, I believe, um, but it's going to be something similar to Duration. I think it's Defend, maybe is the Duration name. Grub Control. Yeah. Okay, um, and the closest place you have any of these items uh, are for you would probably Ontario, be maybe. Well, probably Emmett would be, probably be your closest if you're in Weezer. Well. Do you have anything in Ontario that's closer for me than Emmett? Um, Middleton. Middleton would oh, be okay. the only other spot, yeah. I don't. There is a place in Ontario that sells some of our stuff, but I don't think they carry that one. Okay. And, okay. All right. Kenny and well, Keel. Do you know Kenny and Keel in Ontario? Yes, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, I you can. Have it. Yeah, you can. You can see. I don't know if they carry that product. I know they carry our lawn stuff and like our Thrive, but I'm not sure about those others. But you could probably talk to them. They could bring it in. I could for check. You. I yeah. could check. Yeah. Okay, but you say probably June or July. Yeah, in that in that summertime frame is when they're going to be. That oh, that that would be such that would be such a blessing if I can uh, <laughs> get those nuts to fall like yeah. they should. Yeah. Okay, well, right. thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for the call, Lucy. Appreciate it. That's a nice blast from the past and something like that. Hey, if you want to be a part of the show, give us a call, 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBY. This is the Zamzo's Garden Show. We'll be right back. The Zamzo's Garden Show will be back right here on News Talk KBOI. Hi, this is Josh Samzo, and a few weeks ago I attended a Wild Bird Expo in the Midwest, and I came back excited about the many new things I learned. So now in my backyard, instead of two feeders with the same feed, I left Zamzo's nose sprout in one, but added black oil sunflower to my second feeder. And in less than one week, I now have different kinds of birds visiting my feeders. Of course, there is some crossover, but adding a different Zamzo's Wild Bird feed to one of my feeders brought a new and bigger variety of birds to my yard. The other thing I've done is introduce fresh suet but in an exciting new form. We've always carried square suet cakes, but now all 13 Zamzos carry suet nuggets in four flavors and suet balls. They look interesting in the feeder and the birds are responding. On the ground, I put some of our Zamzos dove and quail mix in one of our new platform feeders and I had quail in my yard the next morning. It's kind of like having a food truck rally for the wild birds. So if you want to give the wild birds a reason to visit your backyard, stop by any Zamzos and let us show you what's new and exciting in the world of wild birds. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBOI. All right, we are back for part three the Zamzo's Garden Show. I'm your host, Nolan Guthrie. I am live in studio today. So if you would like to be a part of the show, we've had some really great phone calls already. And uh, if you've got a question or something that you want to talk about, I would love to hear about it. Give me a call, 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBY. I like getting that uh, English, that walnut husk fly question. That is a, that is an old question that I answered years ago. I'm surprised I still remember it, um, but I'm glad that I, I did. So, uh, yeah, so if, yeah, if you want to be a part of the show, I'd love to talk to you. 
Phone call number one more time, 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. Those phone lines are open. We'll get to your calls right away. All right, a couple of things I wanted to talk about. Let's see, I mentioned uh, Recharger, and uh, Mike got us into some pruning stuff, which is good, um, which is one of the things I was going to talk about. So the next thing um, I wanted to talk a little bit about is mowing, right? So it's been super cold Probably haven't been thinking about mowing, but it is still something that you do want to remember. If you haven't mowed the lawn uh, recently or, you know, it's been a little while, it's probably, it may still be a good idea to uh, get, uh, you know, one last mowing in before it gets super snowy and, you, you know, you can't do it. Um, and this weekend uh, should be good. It looks like we're going to be pretty clear. It might warm up a little bit. You really do. If you're going to do it, though, there's, the first thing you want to make sure is that you are waiting until all the frost is off the ground. Um, you know, in some areas, you might still even have snow. You know, I'm thinking about, like, my backyard still got some snow on it. So, you know, obviously, you're probably going to need to avoid those areas. If you don't have any snow and you can do it, you know, it's still not a bad idea to get one last mow in and you want to make sure that you're mowing really short. You know, what they're talking about, um, you know, very cold winter, we might have a lot of snow. We might get a lot of snow that persists on the grass for a really long time. And if it's too, uh, the grass is too tall uh, and that snow gets on there and it lasts all winter, that can lead to a lot of uh, some issues with things like snow mold. And, uh, and that's not something you want to deal with. And you're going to end up reseeding those areas later in, uh, you know, next spring. So make sure you get a good mow on there and get that grass nice and short. Now, once you are finished, there's a couple of things I want you to do with your lawnmower. If you haven't sharpened the lawnmower blade, I would really recommend that you do that before you, you really call it quits for the year. Um, get, get, just try to do something, you know, you can take a, you can take the lawnmower blade off. Typically it's, um, a reverse thread. So you're going to get your, you know, you prop it up on your side, make sure that you go the opposite side of the gas tank so that it doesn't, uh, all spill out when you prop it up or, you know, if you can empty it, that's even better. Um, but we prop it up on the side. You want to get a big, uh, wrench, uh, you get the right size. It's going to be, like I said, it's probably a reverse thread. You might need to push against the blade a little bit so you can get that torque on it and get that blade off there. And, uh, you know, you can do a a number of different ways to sharpen it. If you've got something small, like, uh, you know, just a little hand sharpener, um, that you might use in the kitchen or something like that. You can do something like that. You can use a grinder. You can even take it into a lawnmower service place and they can do it. The big thing you do, if you do it by your, if you do it yourself, you want to make sure that it stays balanced. So you don't want it to be too heavy on one side, real easy way to check the balance of your, uh, lawnmower blade is just to take a, a nail and pound that nail somewhere in the wall of your garage, just somewhere inconspicuous, but you want it to be flat. And then you're going to, there's a hole in the middle of that blade and you just put that blade on that nail and you let it sit there. If it's balanced, it should stay right in the middle. If you kind of balance it and get it in the middle and it goes one way or the other, you know, that side is heavier. You want to give that a little bit more of a sharpen, um, and then go back and check it. And then you can put it back on the mower. But make sure it's balanced. If it's not balanced, it kind of throws the motor off. It makes things kind of wonky, um, and uh, and you'll notice. You'll start to notice an uneven cut when you get uh, into mowing next year. 
All right. Looks like we got a phone call from Doug. Doug and Meridian. Doug, happy Thanksgiving. I won't get a chance to say it to you otherwise. How's it going today? Thank you, you, but I'm I'm in um, Loveland, Colorado right now. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Um, it's, it was seven degrees this morning. Oh my gosh. You're in Colorado. Is that what you said? Yes. Colorado. Went to a hockey game. Um, the opposing team that used to play the steelheads, the Eagles, um, two things. Also, you can take your, uh, blades off and have no problem with the electric ones, the battery. Oh uh, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. And, um, I noticed there's a lot of people have not raked the leaves off the ground yet. One of them, the culprits. Yeah. Um, before anything, um, but I put my recharge on it already. Well, that doesn't surprise me at all, Doug. <laughs> no, wait a minute, no. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me at all. You're always on top of things. Yeah, um, and then speaking on top of things, um, when I get back, I'll come, I'll go down to Chinden and show the pictures of my tree. Oh right, yeah. Um, I pass it on to you. Yeah, and send me a, send me an email. Let me know when you're going to do that. Maybe I can work out getting over there. Okay, okay. and then um, the uh, honey locust also uh, from Pestcom would tell me I should probably put some of that. Um, tree and shrub around that also yeah yeah i don't think i, I think that's a good idea we're yeah, getting a little late to do it now if you haven't done it yet i probably wouldn't do it now but uh you know in okay. the spring is still plenty of time so got it okay well thanks for the well, call doug thanks. appreciate it have fun in colorado getting to see a hockey game that's awesome all right we're gonna go uh, to a quick break we're gonna come back if you'd like to be a part of the show give us a call 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI the zamzo's garden show will be back right here on news talk kboi Hi, this is Callie Zamzo, and all 13 Zamzos have just received a new shipment of houseplants, which are the perfect way to beautify your home for the holidays. All Zamzos now have a nice variety of Christmas cactus and Norfolk Island pines. Both are great indoor plants and are the perfect way to say Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays while adding a warm, festive look to your home. Remember, houseplants are a great way to increase oxygen and remove carbon dioxide in your home. Houseplants can also reduce stress and add to your sense of well-being, not to mention just being downright beautiful. And with this new shipment, our selection and variety of houseplants is great at all 13 Zamzos. So if you're looking for something to brighten your mood now that it's getting dark so early, come check out our new shipment of houseplants, including Christmas cactus and Norfolk Island pines at your neighborhood Zamzos. 13 stores to serve you, including our original Fairview store, located at the corner of Fairview and Liberty for almost 90 years. Nobody knows like Zamzos. The Ben Shapiro Show, weekdays from 1 to 3 on News Talk KBOI. All right, we are back for part four, the Zamzo's Garden Show. I'm your host, Nolan Guthrie, and we are live in studio today. If you'd like to be a part of the show, we can try to get another phone call or two in. You can do that at 208-336-3700 or 1-800-529-KBOI. So when last we left off, we were talking about uh, sharpening your lawnmower blade, and that's something that you definitely want to do. Here's the other thing I want you to do, too. If you've got some pruners... um, 
or, you know, some other, just other equipment. You know, you get a lot of things, a lot of different pieces of equipment. It's a good idea to just kind of round those things up. You've been using them all year, especially pruners. If you've got big loppers or little hand pruners, give those a sharpen too. You should be doing that throughout the year, kind of as you use them. But if you haven't for a while, you definitely want to make sure that you get those sharpened up. The nice thing about gathering up all that equipment is now you know where everything is, but you also know what you might need. And then you can let everybody know what you want for Christmas when it comes to the garden stuff. So keep an eye out for those sort of things. Give those blades a sharpen. It's a good idea to get a little bit of oil on them as well because that really makes a big difference in their uh, their just their ability to cut. It makes it a lot easier for you. So make sure you get a little bit of oil on them. You just want a little bit of... Um, I don't even remember. You can, you know, you can use something like a vegetable oil, you just like a canola oil in a pinch, but that's not really what you want to do. You want to get like a something that's good for metal. You can find that at uh, you know, your hardware stores, things like that. I don't think we carry that at Zamzos. We might, but uh it's something to think about. So make sure you get everything good and cleaned up and gathered up so you know where it's all at and you don't have to go searching around for it uh next spring. A uh, couple more things you can do out in the garden um, because, you know, we, we, we still got a few things of that. Make sure you've cleaned up all the plants. If there's any plants left over, you want to make sure you cut those down, dig them up, whatever you got to do, and, and put them somewhere else. You want to, you know, start a mulch pile or do something. Um, I've talked about it before, but you can do what's called a trench compost uh, pile or a keyhole compost pile if you've got something like that. But basically what you're doing is you're you're picking a spot in your garden and you're going to actually just kind of bury those plants. You don't bury them very deep. You're going to dig your trench or your hole a couple, you know, couple feet deep. Um, I think the soil should still be able to allow for that. Uh, and then you're going to just spread out that, that green material in there and then just put a little bit of soil on it. You don't need to put a lot. You don't want it to go anaerobic. If it's too heavy on top of that, it's going to go anaerobic and you're going to have basically the same thing, uh, that was there when you put it in next spring, but it's a really good way to just replenish that soil. Um, and, and, and especially if you know where you want to plant things next year, plant, do that next to where you're going to be planting your tomatoes, your peppers, because as that stuff decomposes it's going to go back into the soil and it's going to give those plants a nice boost you can also do some things really similar to that and you can get you know bags of compost we've still got that available at zamzos you can still get it in bulk um, and spread that compost out throughout uh, wherever it is uh, in your garden because you always want to replenish that organic material you know our plants use up the things you know the, the you know the soil part all the material is still there but the plants are eating up all the nutrients, and that's really what we need to replenish. What you also accomplish with keeping that compost fresh in there is it's going to be it's going to be a very active. It's going to actually keep the soil warm, just warm enough where you're going to have activity for a little bit longer. So it's going to help with decomposing anything else that you have going on there. You can also use your leaves as a mulch in the uh, garden. Just make sure uh, you're not using walnut leaves. Walnut leaves will. Uh, inhibit plant growth. So keep walnut leaves out of your compost piles, out of your bed, your garden beds, things like that. You want to get rid of those, keep them, you know, with the walnut. You don't have to, don't want to move those around because it can uh, cause some issues for your other plants that you might want to grow there. So you can do plenty of that. That's a really good time to take care of those things and make sure that you, as Doug mentioned, you want to make sure you're cleaning up those leaves off the lawn and don't throw them away. Keep them in the mulch pile. Do something with them. Those leaves 
have a lot of material that your plants will appreciate. So if you can decompose it, you can compost it down, it's going to be really good for the plants next year. You can also help with that. Uh, adding a little bit of humigreen is another really good way to add a lot of micronutrients. You can still apply that now uh, to the garden. You can even just put it in a compost pile. Humigreen's really good, very versatile. You can use it for a lot of different things. So applying some humigreen over the top of that compost or your your mulch, any of that kind of stuff is going to help with decomposition and uh, just enrich that soil just a little, even a little bit more. And to top all that stuff off, um, it sounds like a lot, but I'll tell you what, if you do something like this, it's going to really set your garden up for a really good year next year. So you can even go with some Thrive, uh, treating with Thrive, you know, even when there's not plants there, it's still doing something. You know, we talk a lot about Thrive and how, you know, it's a fertilizer, but it also is a soil conditioner. So when you put Thrive out there, even though there isn't a plant there, nothing's leaving. It's not like the fertilizer is going to be gone by the time you get to next year, but it's going to feed the microorganisms that are coming in with your compost and your humigreen and your leaf litter, all those all that stuff has these little microorganisms that are living in there, and the Thrive feeds those things, so it kind of keeps that decomposition going. It really helps speed up uh, your compost pile and whatever it is you have going on. So consider doing something like that. You really want to try to mix it up. Add as much different material as you can into your whatever it is you're composting uh, because that uh, that the variety of different things you get from those different materials is going to do a ton of good stuff for your garden in the next season. You can even still do something like uh, hay. We talk a lot about hay as a good mulch for the garden in the spring. Uh, helps with weed suppression, but it also has um, some growth, uh, re not regulators, but growth, in, uh, things that really help with growth. And uh, I can't, I can never remember the name. It's got this sp specific compound and I, I just, I can't remember the name. I need my, my coworker, Chris, uh, to tell me what it is, but it's uh, it's very good for the soil. It's very good for your plants, and uh, it really helps your plants grow. So consider doing something like that even this time of year. All right, so we got just a couple minutes here left. I got a little bit more to talk about. Um, we did just get a new shipment of house plants in last week, and uh, lots of really cool stuff. So if you're looking for like your Christmas cactuses or Thanksgiving cactuses or whatever those are, your your blooming cactuses. They got a bunch of those in. They got the Norfolk Island Pines, which are really cool. Um, you know, kind of looks like your Carly, Charlie Brown Christmas tree sort of look. Very fun. It's a really great house plant as well. It's something that can live throughout the year. Uh, we had a really good call about those Christmas cactuses last year. A guy had had his for like 10 years. Really easy to take care of plants and something that you can uh, get to rebloom year after year. And I don't know if they got any poinsettias and they might have. Um, but if you like poinsettias, I'm sure, you know, they probably have some of those or they will. But then there's just a lot of, a lot of different house plants available as well. So, you know, this is a time of year. It's getting kind of dreary outside. You're getting that itch for some sort of plant material. Consider getting into house plants if you're not already. And a lot of people are into house plants more and more. Um, but now's a great time to get into it. So. All right, we are out of time for today. Looks like we got a BSU game happening right away, so enjoy that. And uh, I will talk to you all in a few weeks. Have a great Thanksgiving. We'll talk to you again soon here on the Zamzo's Garden Show on KBOI.
Hi, this is Joss Samzo, and one of the original premium tire companies used to have a saying, it's not how much you pay per tire, it's how often you have to pay it. In one ad, they showed a picture of a little baby sitting alongside of a tire, with a caption that said, there's a lot riding on your tires. Well, in today's world, for many people, pets are their children. So what you feed them is super important, not only for their health and happiness, but also for their longevity. But what many people don't know is that feeding a premium pet food costs no more than what you're feeding now. That's because you can feed so much less. For example, with our top-selling Grandma Z's chicken and vegetable food, a big dog only eats two cups per day. That's because Grandma Z's is dense food with quality nutrients and no fillers. If price is an issue, we have entry-level foods like our Zamzo's Chunk and Zamzo's Pro Sport that both come in a 40-pound bag. So regardless of your budget, if you're feeding a grocery store food, you can do better. So come see us at Zamzo's. 13 stores to serve you, including Meridian under the bright yellow water tower.